quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard, for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you. We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting. We're back for another episode of the Peace in Parenting podcast. I'm Gemma and I'm here with Michelle. Hi, Gemma. How are you today? Doing well. How are you? I'm great. What's going well? (laughs) We started a new family tradition last night now that the boys are old enough. We only have one other tradition, which we do on their birthdays. We take a picture in front of the microwave oddly I don't know why we started with Caleb's first birthday but we do it at the time that they're born Mm. and so we have one for every year with a little candle with the clock right at the moment they're born it's I don't know that's our only tradition so we decided every Friday night or whatever weekend day Dan is home since his schedule is weird we're gonna do a big um pizza movie slumber party downstairs so we put like a million cushions out last night and we all slept together we watched movies till nine it was so fun oh I love that I looked at Dan and I was like can we do this till they're 25 or (laughs) till they don't want to anymore (laughs) it won't last that long it's so cute though it was fun that's so cute what's going well for you um, my Esme applied to high school and she applied to three high schools and she got into all three of them. Oh my God. So she was really excited and she finally picked one yesterday. And so she's That's settled exciting. and excited. Yeah. And she's going to an all girls school, which is totally different for her. And oh. it's very, you know, kind of at, we've gone to progressive schools all all along and that's what she chose. So it's interesting. So I'm excited for her and her journey and we'll see what happens. Is it like a strict, like Catholic school? No, it's a Catholic school, but you know, it's a progressive Catholic school, but she really, really wanted to go with all girls. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. She's really excited. She really wanted to be with all girls and there's a lot of good statistics out there about, um, 
how girls do better in college and do better academically and have a you know better voice and stuff um, in all girl um, environment. So she's excited. Interesting. Oh, I love yeah. it. Do you think Pia will follow this or no? I doubt it. Pia wants to go to the um, dance uh, art school and oh, audition gosh, um, into girls. the dance department. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's all kind of exciting. New chapter uh, for you. Yes. High school. Whoa. Um, okay. So t- today we are going to talk about how I um, really practice the idea that when my kids are really upset and having a hard time and they say, leave me alone, go away, I stay. And this can be very controversial for people because people believe, uh, you know, that it's not honoring what the child says and that it's not letting them have their own boundaries. And I so, I get that. I do. I really understand that. But I think the other side of the coin is that when my child is upset is the only time they ask me to leave. And that if they were doing well, they likely wouldn't ask me to leave. And when they are doing well and they say, yeah, I need my privacy, I totally respect that. But this is a very specific thing happening in a very specific time. And it doesn't mean we disregard our child's feelings, you know, in all scenarios, but you have to learn to read your kid. And I know that when my child starts, this happened recently with Pia and I, I talked about it a lot last week, but she got really upset because I set a limit. And a lot of parents will say this, that my kid really gets upset when they don't get their own way. And in my mind, I think hmm, that's a really good opportunity for a tantrum if you really set the limit in and kind of stick in there when they don't get their own way. Because kids who are connected and doing well will usually adhere to the limit and will be just fine. But when they don't get their own way when they're not doing well is an indication to you that they might need a tantrum. Right. So I really, when as Pia said to me the other day, go away. You're so mean. I don't like you. Get out of here. And I said, you know what, sweetie, I'm going to stay. I'm right here. I'm not going to leave you when you're upset. And she's like, you're making it worse. You're so much making it worse. I don't know why you would stay here and make it worse. And so it's hard when it's a big kid because when it's a little kid, they're super irrational and they're, you know, they're stomping about and they're throwing what you would think of as like a traditional tantrum. Yeah. They don't really speak a lot. And whatever they say is kind of like, you're, you know, you know, they're out of their mind. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're like, um, what? (laughs) But with the bigger kids, they're being rational to some degree. They're saying, get out. You're making it worse. And I feel like as soon as she said, you're making it worse, I thought, ding, ding, ding. I'm making it worse because my loving presence, because me being here saying I care when you're upset is allowing you to have those feelings, is allowing those feelings to come out. And if I were to say, okay, cool, I'm leaving. Goodbye. You need your time. That Pia would calm down that she would take those feelings and stuff them down because there was nobody saying, I'm right here. It's like when you're upset and then you see your best friend and then you're like, oh, because you know they're losing. Yeah. And it's like they need that space too. And the only person who can be that space for them, well, hopefully is you. And so that's- Someone asked that on Facebook group. Do you remember? She was like, my four-year-old wants to go be alone. She wants to go sit in a room. She tells me. And then your response, which I thought was really good, was like, but where did the feelings go? Yeah. Really, where did they go when she's in there alone? Yeah. And I think they get stuck back inside. Yeah. So let's say you go away and you let the child calm down. Then you go on about your day and the child comes back and they say, I feel better. Great. But 20 minutes later, they're bugging their brother. And then 30 minutes later, they're refusing to eat. 
And then an hour later, they're picking a fight with you. And that's kind of what happens is that the child who doesn't get to process the feelings, now those feelings are exhibited in behavior. And so that child isn't doing well because especially for older children, it's hard to get them to the tantrum because they're used to limits. They're more savvy about stuffing it. They're more self-regulating. They don't need the tantrums like the little kids do and they won't get there very easily. So when we have the older kid and you get them there, I'm always like, okay, yes, I did it because I used to be able to do it all the time. Well, it doesn't happen as they get older. And also the other thing is, is they tend to be scared of their feelings. They tend to be like, oh, this doesn't feel good. I don't want to be out of control. I want it to go away and I'm going to do whatever I can to make it go away. And what makes it go away is not seeing my mommy, not seeing my loving presence. I want her to go away so I can stuff it back because it's scaring me. Yeah. And then also too, if we haven't been that kind of like empathic place, they might be worried that it will scare us. And in turn, (laughs) I know. And in turn, we might be worried that it scares us because it is scary. Yeah. If we haven't practiced it. But I'd say if you're at all questioning this or if you're at all thinking about it, just try it. Just try it. You can do an experiment, a social experiment on your child. They will live. I promise. (laughs) We do lots of social experiments on our kids, including yelling and punishing and bribing and consequences and all kinds of things. So let's try this one. Yeah. And I would say, just say, I'm going to stay with you while you're upset. And Pia got really, really mad for like 40 minutes. I mean, throwing things and yelling at me and saying, you're mean. Why would you make me have my feelings? I don't like your tantrums. She said, I don't like your dumb parenting stuff. It doesn't work. You think it works, but it doesn't work. And I'm thinking in my head, okay, just stay strong, stay strong. I know, I know it works. I know I... I'm 47. I know. I've Mm -hmm. done research. She doesn't know. She's in a bad place. And at the end, she said, mommy, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I was so mad. I don't understand. I said, Pia, it's okay, sweetheart. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. You had your feelings. You got them out. And how do you feel? She's like, I feel better. And she said to me, thank you for not leaving me. Yeah. I just think the world would be such a different place if we all had that you know, because Mm -hmm. I never had that. And like, it's not easy for me to do it with my kids, but I can. But when it comes to Dan, for some reason, I'm like, I can't do it. And he can't really do it with me because we don't like, we never learned that. Like we're having to learn it. And so my go-to is always to push people away when I'm upset. And I'm like, this is a childhood thing that I somehow have to get over. Like I recognize it with my kids when Jonah He's really frustrating for me because he runs away and I'm like, I have to follow you all over the house. It feels wrong. It really does feel wrong to not like give him the space, but I just follow him everywhere. I'm not leaving you like whatever room you go to, I'll be close by. Like I'm not. Do you ever try to get him in the room and then sit against the door? We do that if we can, but I also try not to control his body, but now he runs out the front door. And so I'm like, now I, you give me no choice. I have to bring you back inside for your safety. Like, yeah. I mean, I've, I've said we're going in your room and I don't take them and I don't like try to, you know, muscle them in there, but I try to like you know, scooch them into their room and say, Mm -hmm. we're going to stay in here while you're upset. Yeah. I'm going to be with you and I'm not going to leave you. But 
I feel like I've had to do that because mine are fight, mine are flighters too. They just fly around the house yeah. and have this like circular house where it's like in a door, out a door, in a door, in a door, out a door, in a door <laughs> like this. I'm like, oh my Lord, yeah. we got to get in a room because I can't do this, you yeah. know? And I think that's okay. And they really get mad and really have a tantrum, but they always come through every single time. I've not once had them not come through if I stick with it. That was the thing for me when we were doing your class, you would say that. And I'm like, but my kids, I mean, they were one and three and I'm like, but they're not coming back and they're not like saying they love me after, you know, but now they do like now we're here. And also with the running around. So Jonah just gets more mad, but Caleb, if he's like trying to dart away from me and I follow him, it turns into play. And then he will be like laughing hysterically. And that's how he gets out the feelings. That's good too. So him, I don't ever really have to contain because he, I mean, he's just so much easier for me. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of us have that easier child. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, like when I was first doing it, I would chase them almost like they were running and then I was chasing and I was (laughs) like, this is not, so now I just walk very slowly behind them and say, I'm right here. I'm coming. I'm right there. And sometimes they would hide Mm -hmm. and that would get super frustrating, but I would just wait it out and I would just find them. And I would just, you know, sit with them in closets, in bathrooms, Mm -hmm. you know, under dressers. It was all kinds of weird places, but I can't say enough how much connection is created during those times because now you feel like I've gone through war with this child. I have Mm -hmm. gone to the depths of their soul with them. I have gone to their most icky, darkest place. And guess what? I got to be there. I got to be calm. I got to be the loving person. I got to create this deep connection with them where nobody else can ever do that probably. Mm -hmm. And that is the bond that they, and then they know like mommy's safe. Mommy is not scared of my feelings. She will not have her own feelings because I'm having my feelings. She will maintain herself. And so I can show her everything and not be scared to show her everything because she will not falter. Mm -hmm. She's strong. And so that's the other thing that you're showing them when they're, you know, 14 and 16 and things are happening. They know they can come to you because you're not going to have a big tantrum. Yeah. I don't think it's violating. Like when people say that it's frustrating because I'm like, I don't think being there for somebody, it feels violating because we never wanted that or we never got that, you know? I really do believe too that you have to read your child. And if they're really, really upset and ignited, and they tell you to leave, there's a reason that, you know, there's a reason to stay. How can it possibly be violating if you're staying in the most loving, kind, and gentle and empathic way? You can't go wrong if you come with those intentions. You really just can't go wrong. And I think what happens is, is that like you said, so many of us have, we've never been given that space. So it's hard for us to give that space to someone else and it doesn't feel good for us. And so when they say go away, we're like, yes, okay, here's my out. I can't deal. Like (laughs) I'm going to respect your feelings because I can't deal either because I've never been in this position and I don't know. I don't think I can manage it. Casey and I struggle with this too. Like the line between like just listening and then like fixing because you do that with your kids. You're like, I can make this better. Like you're crying over the plate. Let me get you the other plate. Like then we're done. Shove the feelings, move on. And that's it too. Yeah. We want our kids to calm down, but the goal in all of this is not for them to calm down. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big piece too. Everyone's well like, oh, well I did X, Y, and Z and they calm down. So it's a win. I don't know. Is it? 
it may be, maybe it's a win, but are the feelings still there? Is the crazy behavior happening afterwards? It might be a um, more significant win if you get through the big feelings and get to the other side. And then, I mean, after that tantrum with Pia, she was, I mean, golden, like the sweetest, the kindest, the most connected for days. I could see it in her and with her sister and whatnot. And that to me is the bigger win. If I can get there, I feel like we've really created some emotionality. We really created some, like she's getting regulated. Right. And if you had left her to deal with those feelings, she would have calmed down also, but then you wouldn't have the change in the attitude and the mood and like how she felt inside. Yeah. So I think that's it too. It's like, we have a hard time because we've never been there. We haven't, no one's listened to us like that. And then I'd also say too, after these episodes, I'm exhausted. Like I'm like, oh wow. I need to, I need a breath. I need a water. I need a minute because it's hard to be there for somebody through all of this. It really is a difficult task. And so keeping ourselves resources is part of like, and if you're not, if you're not resourced enough to listen to this big tantrum, then let it go. Then just Mm -hmm. let it go. Let them go calm themselves down. And at some point know that there's a tantrum and they're waiting for you and you can set the firm limit to get to that tantrum when you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. I do think when you said the older they get, the harder it is because we're experiencing that with Caleb. Like he does like the giant puppy dog eyes with like the little pouty lip. And I'm like, let it out. Come on. Like, yeah, go. And he likes, it's hard to get it out. But I just always remember being a little kid and like being in my room alone. And that is how you think you cope. And so like, for me, I'm like, he just needs to go be alone and cope. Or I used to think that, but now I know like, he needs me. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people think that they're like, well, I, I don't want anyone around me when I'm upset. Yeah. But why don't you want anyone? I know. <laughs> I've been really thinking about yeah. this. When we talked about doing this episode, I was like, but I like to be like, I literally like to lock myself in the bathroom. But what if, I, just what if when you were a child, you had someone come to you? I know. Would you now want to be alone or would you want someone to be with you? I don't think I want to be alone now. I think I just don't know what else to do with myself. Like I need it to go away. You know, I can't feel like this. Make it stop. That's a good notice. That's a really good notice. Good. You know, (laughs) go there, journal that, you know, like. (laughs) Then I go to therapy once a week or once every two weeks and I just like start sobbing and I'm like, I'm sorry. Every time I see your face, I just cry and I don't know why. Like. Now we know why you've got some stored feelings in there, you know, and that's exactly it. When you have a loving presence, it allows you the feelings to flow. And that's all we need to know. Yeah. So I'd say try it if you can and download our guide to empathy. Lots of good things to say in there. Like I'm right here while you're upset. And a lot of it is just listening, but you can say a few things. And those, that guide has a lot of things you can say Mm -hmm. and just try it. Just, you know, just try it and let us know how it goes. Go on the private Facebook and tell us like, oh my gosh, I did. I've had people say, oh my gosh, I tried it and it was incredible. Yeah. So I just say, try it. Let us know how it goes. You know, within this week, try to like stay through one tantrum. Okay. Well, okay. we'll try well, that. Yeah. Try everything. Download the guides. Let us know how it goes in the Facebook group and we will see you soon. Yeah. Thanks for listening.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.